edition of British Soap Podcast Later. I am here with the hostess, who is the mostess, and that is Miss Lindsay Amanda. What's the deal, oh baby girl? <laughs> Nothing much particularly, but it's doing pretty good, doing pretty good. All right, darling, you know the drill. Four soaps, pick one. Where are we going first? Later. Can we talk about how cute Martin is when he's drunk? Oh, we love Martin. <laughs> I was so sad for him. Um, that poor man is homeless. <laughs> I'm so glad that uh, <laughs> that uh, Alfie found out. All I had to do was listen to the conversation at home and know that he's moneyless. And now you know why Rebecca lives with uh Sonia now, and it's just like, oh, this guy can't catch a break, Kenny. And then goddamn Ian gave the stall to to uh, Alfie, and he was trying to stay one more night, and they were just like, uh-uh, we're good, bye. And he had peace left in his travels, like, no, somebody give Martin a roof over his head. If I wasn't attached, I'd give him one. <laughs> <laughs> he needs a room. <laughs> he needs a room, baby. Somebody pick up poor Martin, baby. We need him. He's fantastic on that show. I love his bitchiness. I loved it when he was like uh, giving fat boy hell, and then he was like, "Boy, I ain't worried about them receipts. Get up out of here." <laughs> but yeah, he's great. I'm glad he's back and he's gonna be on the show longer because I was not amused when Emmerdale had, I mean, Eastenders had him come up in for that damn one episode, and then that was it. So I'm. Glad he's back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me too, because he is. Mm-hmm. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Oh, <laughs> what do I have for the East End? Oh, girl, no, I was so mad at Liam. <laughs> you know, I celebrated him on the last show, but I'm mad at him for this one. Sonya was fantastic, you know. Uh, Carol and and I don't know what the hell's going on with Carol, but we need to figure that shit out. Cause I'm like, girl, what is happening with you? Cause Carol and Billy were everything. I loved them together. I think they're fantastic. And then she went oh, flip yeah. most on his ass, and then she was done. I was like, okay. But Carol was cool when she caught Liam and Cindy getting their freak on, and you know, Sonya was like, I, I get your ass out of here. Let's go to the house. You know, but Sonya was nice enough to get Liam some condom so he could get his freak on with his girl. I thought it was a little presumptuous that she got he got him uh, she got him regular condoms. Why she couldn't bust out with some magnums, make her brother feel good or whatever? Come on now. Cut it, cut it both. Hello, cut it, cut it both. <laughs> but uh, Sonya, you know, gives him some condoms so he can have responsible sex with his lady friend. And what his little trifling ass do? He goes and tells Martin. Tanya said I could be over here. She gave me condoms. I'm like, duh. Why are you going to do Sonya like that, Liam? You're supposed to keep it tight. You'll be telling people who gave you condoms. That ain't cute. Because Martin busts up there. This one, I caught this one having sex with Cindy, and he said you gave him condoms, Sonya. I'm just like, why did you tell him that? Why? That, that, that was not information that needed to be known. Oh, Liam, bad, Liam, bad. Smack on the uh, hand, man. I was mad with him, baby. <laughs> I know you said you had more stuff, EastEnders. What else did you have for EastEnders, boo? Yeah. 
I, I really liked the conversation that he and Cindy had about TJ and how he should or how she should uh, let him, you know, back away from her, even though or, or even though she doesn't even know him, you know, like quit sending her money and stuff like that. And it's just like, you know what? You're more of a dad to that baby than he is. So I agree. <laughs> I thought it was like one of the best adult. It was one of the better adultish conversations that I have seen in a long time. So, And it's with 15, 16 year old kids that you're just sitting there wondering, you know, why, you know, all of this stuff is happening. And then you have these two kids who are sitting there one of them's a mom to a baby and the other one is just as close to a dad to a baby as you're gonna get and it's just like these two are so fantastic (laughs) another good adult conversation happened i think between carol and that breast cancer survivor who was just like oh yeah "Yeah, i'm not just some do-gooder i done been there sis you know what I'm saying? And I thought it was great, you know, because, you know, Sonia, you know, made that meeting happen, you know, to kind of calm Carol down because she's acting, you know, crazy as hell. And, you know, she got to, Carol finally got to speak to somebody she could relate to and have an honest conversation about some of her feelings. So I appreciated uh, EastEnders throwing that in because that was real, you know, and that's how people really are. Sometimes, you know, as much as it's nice talking to family, friends, and things like that, people who are concerned, sometimes when you're dealing with a cancer diagnosis, you can you need to speak to somebody else who's been there. And so I appreciated um, EastEnders making that point. I feel like they've done a great job with everything uh, surrounding the breast cancer storyline. We just need to bring McHot Priest back. Where are Mc, McHot Priest at? You know, and I got the perfect segue. Stan's trifling ass is in the hospital. McPriest could come and give him his last rites. And... Carol could come by for a visit while Carol's in oncology. <laughs> Shit. Baby, I do want to ask you this now. How you feeling about Cora and her? I can't go to the hospital. I am at the hospital. I'm leaving the hospital. Oh, Aunt Babe is mad because I'm not appreciating Stan. Well, then I'm going to marry him. How are you feeling about that foolishness? It's, yes. it's, it's just foolish. I mean, I understand the whole, you know, they love each other nonsense but remember the last wedding marriage we had it was Leanne and it was Dennis and and, and then she died right afterwards and then there was sobbing there's not going to be as much sobbing with this one as you weren't as attached to Stan as you were to Leanne but you're just like sitting there I don't want to see somebody get married to a dude who's going to die of terminal hey, cancer yeah, no. <laughs> I and I know that's mean to say. Well, I don't think so. I don't think but that Cora I deserves him. She can't even stay by him. Every time he has a health scare, her first instinct is to run out the door. I can't with that. I'm done with her. I mean, I think it's ridiculous. Now, I also think it's ridiculous that no. Babe obsessed over his ass all them years. I appreciate EastEnders pulling up that history. But I think Babe is too good for his ass, too. So I'm just like... No, no, you know, I liked Cora for a long time, but the way she's been acting with Stan has turned me against her. I'm like, girl, you need to go visit your black daughter or Tanya, wherever the hell they at permanently, because I came with her no more. She just there to be a mess. I came with her. 
I ain't got time for that wishy-washy bullshit. If she ain't gonna get with Patrick or she ain't gonna get with, uh, what's her name? She needs to go on somewhere. Now that we got Sister Girl up there sleeping with, uh, probably sleeping with, uh, the funeral director. Les? Les, yes. Uh, ah, shit, uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, mama, her foster mom. mama. Uh-huh. Now, I'm, I'm sure the long game, she gonna end up getting with Patrick, and I think that'll be a cute little storyline. But I'm just like, uh-uh, Cora, you need to go, girl, because I'm over your wishy-washy bullshit. She up here acting like a damn kid. I ain't got time for that. She up here. Now, when you, as a grown-ass woman, are acting the same way as Kieran on Emmerdale, that's a problem. Yeah, I hate him. <laughs> he is a douchebag. Vanessa's freaking out because he may have found a lump in her boob. So she goes to the doctor and she's freaking out and everything too. And she's thinking she has breast cancer. And then he promises he'll show up for all the appointments. And then he, as a teenager, you know, as teenagers are, doesn't show up. How do you, I mean, how does she expect a teenager who's not mature enough to, you know, do much of anything except for, you know, sleep with her, to actually go to a doctor's appointment to figure out if she has cancer? But, you know, baby, I appreciate the way Emmerdale wrote that storyline because I even love the way that the, the... the cancer was found because when they were kind of you know getting busy on the couch or whatever and he stopped I was like what the fuck is going on and then he was like I found a lump and I immediately sat up I was like oh shit you know like (laughs) you know that they made that shit real it went from cute to real Mm -hmm. in a minute you know and at first I loved the way he was being because you know, he was being extremely supportive. And Vanessa was the first one who was like, well, I'm not going to tell him. I'm just going to tell him everything's fine. I'm like, oh, Vanessa, girl, what you, what you doing, baby? You know. But despite Kieran being young and ridiculous with it, I give him a pass because he recognized that that's what he was doing. So I, hopefully that'll lead, well, I already heard a spoiler about what's going to happen. But, you know, that may help, you know, those two come back together if that's what Emmerdale um, has planned. But I appreciate him at least acknowledging that he was being ridiculous and him being down on himself for not being supportive to a woman with breast cancer. Although... Ross kind of gave him a little bit of an out and so he kind of had Ross buzzing in his head and that's what kind of you know had him you know do that because he went to go talk to Ross because he knew what happened to Donna and I thought that was a nice beat too because you you wouldn't expect that you know I thought that was good and I think if you contrast that with John Paul on Hollyoaks giving Stian it gets better about speech about HIV Oh, I love you and support you and nothing's wrong with you. And you're my husband and everything is wonderful. And so Steve reaches over to hug and kiss him immediately after John Paul gives the speech. And John Paul jerks away. Like, I'm just like, what? And John Paul, I don't recall John Paul ever saying, you know, I'm sorry for that. Or that was an inappropriate thing for me to do. I remember the next episode, I think it just started with him kind of rolling his eyes at Steve. So... I'll give Emmerdale props for at least having Kieran acknowledge his bullshit behavior when John Paul oh, and yeah. 
but as far as I can remember, ain't never. And he's and he's younger Look than Tom Paul too, which really, which really not. I, and ain't Tom like, younger than John Paul too? Exactly. And 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 that pissed me off too. Oh, I love being in Dubai so much that I want to relocate there. Mm. <laughs> but it was good, you know, because I didn't, I didn't was, understand it, it at good, first. But, but you know, given everything but, that had been happening at home and how people had been down on her and she'd had problems at work, and which led to Chrissy firing her, which I thought was bullshit. But it made sense once I realized the actress was pregnant in real life. I was like, okay, that's why they've been getting all this good ass story, you know. So I thought it was okay. But I just think it's nice that the ladies in real life are having their babies, and I hope they are happy and they have happy babies because they make us happy on TV, and I want them to be happy in real life. <laughs> Shucks. Yes. Look, a couple quick Emmerdale things, then let's switch it up. Um, did you? How did you feel about Andy uh, acting a fool, like damn near sexually assaulting Bernice, and acting a fool with Tracy in front of everybody at that elementary school? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like that. But, you know, I appreciate, what I appreciate about that is the same thing I appreciate on EastEnders. Andy apologized to Tracy and Bernice, and it looks like that shit's done. Because I did not need to see long, drawn-out Denise beating Patrick. I did not need to see long backslide and Andy hitting another one. I was, I was over it. It was it was ridiculous. So I'm glad he saw that picture and got some goddamn sense because I couldn't. He was ooh, he was working my my last nerve, you know. Just like Lisa, I don't understand Lisa right now. I already been mad with her for defending Belle every five goddamn minutes, but uh, her treating Rachel like she's Tracy, like I don't get it. I don't feel like there's any reason why Lisa needs to be treating Rachel as rudely as she is. Like she's acting like you know. Rachel is trying to manipulate Sam like he can't think for himself. But I don't see that's what's going on. Rachel was never manipulative. You know, Rachel left because Charity blackmailed her. And I don't know why Lisa is looking at her like she's some kind of asshole. Did you notice that too? Yeah, I was, I was going to say, at first, uh, so did Lisa's man friend yes. there too. I yes. can't think of his name. But Zach. he's kind of gotten over Zach. it. Yeah, Zach. He, he's kind of gotten over it a little bit. He's still kind of, you know, iffy about it. But, you know, he at least realizes that, hey, she's not Tracy. Thank you very, very much. <laughs> you know, but Lisa, I, I, I can't deal with her right now. <laughs> Me neither, baby. I, I can't deal with that entire damn family to tell the truth. I, I love my Rachel. <laughs> I'm so glad she's Me back. too, baby. Me too. Now, let me switch it to Corey. How are you feeling about uh, Gail's little granddaughter? I kind of want to watch more of her to get to know her better before I have any judgments on her. Like, you know, I, I don't particularly care at the moment, but 
it could change as time goes on. Yeah, she's a mess. <laughs> she seems interesting. I like that when Katie was out, she popped in and was just a hot mess for the beginning. And I didn't know who she was at first, so I thought maybe she was going to be associated with uh, Gavin's death because she was talking about her grandmother dying or whatever. <laughs> and then it came out that she was uh what's her name's uh, daughter and then 14 up there getting drinks at the pub i was like oh girl this heifer is a mess right here and so yeah i think her being in that house is gonna be something else because she is a hot mess yeah I was, I was gonna say from what i did see of her she seemed pretty screwed up but i didn't see enough of her to have a proper opinion so I kind of wanted to watch more of her before I gave my opinion of her. Because when I watched that annoying Love Day woman. <clears throat> you mean the best <laughs> character on Hollyoaks right now, other than Tom and Perry. Oh, <laughs> Still loves about Love Day. And we need more of them. I was mad I didn't get to see my black folks this week. We need more of them. <laughs> I need to know what controversial storyline is going to happen. I need to start now. We need to see Alfred Woodard. Guess this grandma, goddamn. <laughs> I was waiting for that. I'm ready for it, baby. I'm waiting for that bro to be down in <laughs> Shucks. And hey, baby, tell me, did you notice did you notice anything having to do with Dirk's uh being blackmailed storyline? Oh. Oh. And then Cindy was there. I, the only thing I halfway caught when I was watching the storyline is how whoever was blackmailing Dirk started off by blackmailing him for a hundred dollars. A hundred dollars, baby. One zero zero, that's it. And then they upped it to a thousand dollars. Who blackmails for a hundred and a thousand dollars? Like this is consistent with Hollyoaks. They have some of the weakest extortionists ever in the history of soap operas. I wouldn't be surprised if one day somebody's like, I'm gonna blackmail you for a penny. You have a penny at three o'clock tomorrow, otherwise I'm gonna tell the cop that you killed Frasier. <laughs> Hollyoaks extortionists needs to learn learn how to step their game up because this is some bulldookie.com for they extort this buddy. I can't. I can't win it. Shit. All right. Did you have any other later topics, darling? Um, I'm trying to think of a good one. I loved Steve on Coronation Street this past bunch. I've been... I, I like how he's trying to become friends with Lloyd again, but he doesn't think he can. That's interesting. <laughs> and I like how they kind of kind of made up over the chair. I thought that was cute. Over the, the chair that <laughs> Andrea thought she'd broken, but had been broken many times before. <laughs> yeah. oh, I hate Andrea. I, I, I will always hate Andrea, but she's kind of warming up to me. A little bit, not too much, because I still hate her face and her bad hair and everything having to do with her and how Neil is gone because of her. <laughs> but it, 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 I, 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 I kind of because of the fact that she knew about Steve first and he's she's trying to. I think she broke the chair on purpose. <laughs> 
but you know, it, 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 it. I really liked everything having to do with Steve, and it's been a while since I've said, "Hey, Steve, rock on," you know, because of everything that's happened, and it's just like, you know what? It's nice to see him come back, just a little bit, even if it's really, really slow. And everything. They're trying to get the friendship between him and Lloyd back. And I am glad. You know, Andrea did purposefully break that chair. I will forgive her everything if she goes over to the Nazir's house and purposefully murders those chickens. (laughs) (laughs) She will immediately surpass Steve as my favorite character on Coronation Street. I can't with the mother quackers. I can't with the mother quackers. <laughs> Shots. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, with that, we're going to get out of here. To close the show for us, darling. You know how to get a hold of me? Uh, it's Lindsay Amanda at both Twitter and Tumblr. L-Y-N-D-S-I Amanda. If you have any questions, let me know. I'll likely answer them. Yes. <laughs> And I am Brother Soap. Y'all know where to find me on Twitter. All right, y'all. We will be back next week with a brand new episode of British Soap Podcast. And uh, thank y'all for listening. You're wonderful. Oh, uh, yeah. So we were supposed to do cucumber later. I completely forgot about that. <laughs> we were supposed to do a cucumber uh, later podcast but brother's feeling lazy and i ain't catch up on my shit so we didn't do it so what we're gonna do next episode is we are going to add a segment to our show so instead of doing the standard intro we're gonna start by talking cucumber banana and then we're gonna get into the main show and then we'll do our later the same way so it'll be Emmerdale, EastEnders, Holly Oaks, Coronation Street, and Cucumber Banana. And by that point in time, I think the Americans who are watching the show now will probably be a few weeks in. So it probably won't spoil too much if they give a listen. So, yes. So Cucumber Banana next time. Uh, British Soap Podcast in a week. I am on MOT. I ain't a Yeti, am I? Jesus said you are the weakest link. Goodbye, Nick. Ha <laughs> <laughs>